Well, we have a new segment. I took a week off, and a uh, week and a half, actually, and I come up with some things that, that are going to change in this podcast. We'll talk about that. Um, the two major mass shootings happened over the weekend, but I guarantee you, you will not hear too much about them. And the Supreme Court steers us closer to sanity. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great Independence Day. I know we did. And I know that um, we had one of the things that I really love about Independence Day is my wife. There's, there's no question. If anybody in the world can appreciate Independence Day, it is my Mexican-born uh, non-citizen wife who yesterday we were playing Independence Day songs on the radio. And it was all about the soldiers, it was all about fighting in the wars, about death of the soldier and things like that. And she said, you know something, this is what Independence Day is about. And it was just something that really got me. See, my wife, she was married to a guy who she would technically probably still be married to. But he had gone to war and came back completely messed up. He had PTSD, he was unstable started using drugs. And I think sometimes we forget that death in a war sometimes is the best thing. And I don't mean that. I mean a person who actually sees some of the things that these warriors see and then they have to come back and they have to live. It's very difficult for them. And we forget about that. I forget about that. My wife doesn't forget about that. My wife remembers, you know, he was such a good man. He came back, he was completely different. And we were listening to music like that. And she goes, this is what the 4th of July is about. This is what uh, Independence Day is about. This is what Memorial Day is about. This is what Veterans Day is about. And it really is something. And I am, it almost is disturbing to me that we have a month for these trannies. We have a month for the LGBTQ plus poop emoji group, cult is what I'm going to call them, and we have one day for our soldiers, and we have one day spread four months apart. It just amazes me. So, happy Independence Day, and what best way to start Independence Day with a new segment, and a, a kind of a, a redoing of the entire podcast. So, Let's talk about the podcast. First off, I don't want to go through mainstream news. Uh, we'll do some news like we're going to do today. And we're going to do a mainstream talk about the Supreme Court taking down the left. We're going to talk about that. But for the most part, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the more bizarre things that are happening in the country. And I think if I change that format to, to focus more on that than the mainstream news, which you hear on Fox or what you hear on other podcasts, it would be actually more fun. And it really will show a lot of the stupidity in the country that's happening right now and throughout the world. Okay, so one of the first things we're going to change is we're going to have a new segment. And we're going to call this Dumbass of the Day. And the reason this is kind of going to replace my Kamala-isms 
Okay? So dumbass of the day is just going to be random people on the internet, typically TikTok, who just say stupid things. Well, let's get to our first dumbass of the day. And I think this one is pretty perfect. Let's let, let's go, dumbass of the day. <laughs> All right, so one of the reasons I wanted to do this is there's so much good crap on the internet, and and I just don't cover it enough. I try and cover it on my videos, but the videos I don't care too much about, so I don't do a heck of a lot of videos. So let's take a look at some of these dumbasses, and of course, we're the subject. The subject's got to be right. The subject, absolutely, without a doubt, has to be Fourth of July, because there's just so much on the Fourth of July we have to hit up. Uh, so here we go. Here's the first one. This gal had to drive like, and she's a white gal. She had to drive like a mile and a half and she saw American flags. Oh my gosh. What a absolute tragedy. Let's listen to her. So I've been thinking about how weird it is in America. We see American flags everywhere and it's not like that in other countries. So I decided to count how many flags I see on my eight minute drive from here, the bank to Petco. To start, I already see two. One's here at the bank, other one's at the cemetery across the street. It's behind the trees, but one at the car wash, one at Andy's, one at the bank, and Burger King. They got their own. Uh, someone's out. And of course, there's one at the church from literally the Jesus Camp documentary. That's where this happened, by the way. And this. One at Lion's Choice. Got one at Red Lobster and one at the car wash. The big one, right there. That was 12 flags in eight minutes. And I know I missed some. Does that not seem weird? Well, lady with the weird makeup and the weird, uh, and you got to see the video. You can go to dumbass.talkingpolitics.com and look. No, that what seems weird is you only saw 12 flags. That's what seems kind of weird to me. That you should probably be seeing a lot more than 12 flags. Especially on the weekend of Independence Day. So that's what's really weird. You know, here's a question that I always ask myself. If you hate this country so much, just leave. Leave this country. No one in the United States, unlike Russia, China, North Korea, Cuba, or any other communist country where they won't let you leave or they'll hold your family hostage because they want you to come back, we won't do that in this country. You can leave, forsake your citizenship, and we'll even let you back in so that you can see your family as long as you get the hell out when the second you get the chance. And you'll never be able to get a job and things like that. But, but outside of that, just leave the country if you hate it so much. You're driving a car. You're talking on your $1,000 phone. You obviously have money, right? Because this... 18, 19 year old probably has a lot of money. Well, she should go to a different country. Go to China. See how that works out for you. Of course, you know what uh, 4th of July is about, right? Everything is racist. That's right. Everything's got to be racist. And so is the American flag. The American flag is racist. Now, this is not something you haven't heard before. I mean, this is one of the most common themes 
in America today, right? So let's listen to this. These couple of these morons here really try and explain this. A flag outside of somebody's house. I just automatically assume you racism. Almost definitely, but we felt that way for years. Like I'm 51, and uh, even as a kid, we knew it was understood. If there was an American flag at their house, they some racist ass white motherfuckers. That's just that just what it was. I thought everybody thought that or knew that. Um, it's funny to see that they're saying it now and it's like it's kind of new, but no. Yeah, been thinking about that. Thought that forever. Again, again. Uh, she, a black woman, both these black women, there were two black women in that video, both are recording this off $1,000 cell phones in a nice home, in nice homes, one of them in their car, they're saying this. Okay, yes, you poor, poor black people. Again, you, you're 51 years old. You've had plenty of chance to leave the country. You, if you want to, you can even go back to Africa. I, I'll never forget that guy, my, my friend. Uh, he's, he, he's a friend. He is a friend who sat back and said, America is, is terrible and blah, blah. And I said, well, why, where's, where's better than America? And he said, well, Africa. I said, well, first off, Africa is not a country. Africa is a continent. Where in Africa? He couldn't name it. He couldn't name one country he would rather be than the United States. And I asked him, you know, you can leave. All right? You can leave. We're getting people from other countries who are dying to get in here, who are sneaking over illegally, risking their lives to get over to this country. And you're taking their spot. So why don't you take your family to wherever you want to go and that w someone will replace you. Yes, that's the great replacement theory. Yes, I believe in it. And then I get the same answer. I just get, uh, uh, and then of course I'm called a racist because I'm saying, I'm saying go back to where you're from. This guy's from the United States. I can't, he said that. Well, well you're just telling me to go back to where I'm from. I said, you're from the United States. You're not from Africa. You're from the United States. If you don't like the United States, go to the United States. Go to Africa. Go wherever you want. Go to France. You're not French either. Okay, and of course, Ben and Jerry, they had the tweet of the day. This 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. Okay, well, here's the thing, Ben and Jerry's. You make freaking ice cream. Why don't you make ice cream and shut the F up? You know, it's funny. Um, ben and Jerry's has made, it's a billion dollar company. It's a billion dollar company that has, these guys have become rich off of capitalism in the United States. They couldn't do that in any other country. Any other, any other country. Go to any country in Europe. I guarantee you they're going to have problems do, setting up. So why don't they take their billions of dollars and give it to uh, the indigenous people? Put your money where your mouth is. Oh, they won't do that. Of course, we'll forget, you know, they have to produce their ice cream someplace. They produce their ice cream in their factories in Vermont. Huge factory, beautiful factory. Give it back to the Indians. You want to? Give it back to the Indians. Teach us. Educate us. Practice what you preach. 
Of course, they're not going to do that. So, happy 4th of July. There are people... The other thing that really gets me about these people, they're just so miserable all the time. I mean, I'm happy. I... Okay. Whatever. You guys think what you want. Don't care. I'm just happy. 4th of July is a beautiful day for me. These people are miserable. All right, so let's let's uh, get to some news. Okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of news. This podcast is going to be a little bit longer today simply because I really should have done one Monday. And by the way, one of the reasons I'm not really doing, I, I had to take the week off was to prepare my book. My book is almost done. I had to, I mean, it's written. It's completely written. Now I have to format it so that I can upload it to Kindle and I can create hard copies of it. So that's what's taking me so long. But there is a lot of news. So we will be going a little longer, especially since affirmative action was kicked down. Need to talk about that. That's a big one. All right. So France is on fire. Uh, This is what you get when you have unbridled immigration, by the way. So there are massive riots in France, and it's all across the country, and it's massive. They are burning down apartment buildings. They're burning down government centers. The military has been called in. They are shooting rioters right now. Over To this point, over 2,000 people have been arrested. Now, you might be asking yourself, okay, what's causing this? Honestly, we're not really sure. The country has really locked itself down. So you're getting a lot of video of what's happening there. At least you did. Um, Emmanuel Macron saw it important enough that he needed to shut down the internet and kill access to all social media sites. I mean, that's after he went to an Elton John concert in the middle of the riots. But all of this, but the fact is, it is happening. This stuff is getting out. Uh, what's causing this mess? We're not really sure. We know that the, what's causing the mess is primarily I- immigrants to, Af- to France from North Africa are in there and they're running around and they're burning shit down. That's what they're doing. There are some rumors that it's a lot of the immigrants are bitching that they're they're not getting their social... Uh, the social uh, advantages of the country, all of the social benefits they're not getting. Uh, some have said that an uh, uh, immigrant was shot by police. Some have said that immigrants are being mistreated by police. We're Again, we're not really sure. Now, mind you, France did not have a rape problem until they started un- just taking in all sorts of immigrants. And then France fu- suddenly said, listen, we got to stop it. We, we can't. Now it's out of control. See, you hear something familiar about this? And by the way, this this shit is happening in England too. England is having riots too. We're not hearing a lot of that on the news. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, they're not showing any of this stuff. It is happening. And the question's always got to be, well, why? Well, it's because it's unbridled immigration from countries that do not share the same ideologies or values of the Western civilization. The Muslim Islamic civilization does not share the same values as uh, moral values as the Western civilization. France, England, and the United States. 
And we're letting these people in left and right. And this is what's going to end up happening. So when we get more information about it, if we get any information about it, because we're not hearing anything. I've been watching Fox News all day today. I have yet to hear about... There was an apartment building, a 20-story apartment building that was set on fire, was completely ablaze, and there were people in the building. People probably died in that fire. It's a monstrous fire that's being shown on the internet. And no one's talking about it. This is the kicker with all this this LGBTQI plus crap, is that we're not looking at what's really happening in the world. And this is bad. Of course, the Ukraine-Russia conflict is, is out of control. Right now, there is a, a nuclear power plant that is in Russian-controlled territory in Ukraine, and both Russia and Ukraine are saying that the other sides are trying to blow it up. So Russia is saying Ukraine is trying to blow up this nuclear power plant, and Ukraine is saying Russia is trying to blow up this nuclear power plant, and no one knows what's true and what's false. Now, we already know Ukraine has blown up a lot of things. And then they, they blamed Russia. So we're not really sure what's happening here. But this could be really, really bad. Okay, in other news, the White House uh, was evacuated on Sunday due to a, the discovery of an unknown substance within the White House. So they did, they shut down the White House. And don't worry about it. Joe Biden was on vacation. It's a weekend, so he's going to be on vacation. I'm not even sure he's at the White House yet. So don't worry. Joe Biden was not going to was not going to have any problems here. So they did an investigation. Guess what they found out? It's cocaine. Yep. Sniff, sniff, cocaine. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, was Hunter Biden at the White House? Jokingly. Yes, Hunter Biden was at the White House. Yes, he was. Hunter Biden went to Camp David for for Joe Biden's vacation again. He was at the White House. Who the hell knows? Okay, of course, I guarantee you during the press conference today, no one will talk about it, so we can come up with our own conspiracy theories. Me personally, I don't think we have to come up with too much of a conspiracy theory. I'm sure Joe, Hunter Biden went into an office and started snorting some coke because that's what he does. All right, what else here? Oh, um, this is a big one. Uh, there are a couple of mass shootings this weekend, big mass shootings. One was in Baltimore. Uh, as of my writing here, it, two were killed and 28 were shot. Uh, there was another uh, one mass shooting in Balt in just outside Philadelphia. Four were killed, and I think over 30 were shot. So there, there, there were some major uh, mass shootings this weekend. Of course, these will never be talked about, and there's a good reason for that for the media not to mention this. Okay, Fox News has mentioned it, but they haven't really talked about it because it. If you don't know, Fox News is on my shit list, so I don't think much of Fox News right now. But anyway, um, both perpetrators were black, and all the victims were black. So again. No white supremacy here unless those are guys were the blackface of white supremacy. In the case of the perpetrator in Philadelphia, this one was far worse. Um, you will never hear anything about this. I'm, I'm surprised this is even in the news at all. The guy was a BLM activist and a tranny. So 
they have lots of pictures of him wearing women's clothes, uh, talking about LGBTQI plus poop emoji cult, all sorts of BLM memes. Yeah, so he went out and shot a lot of people. We won't hear anything about what his story was. I mean, not, there's not going to be anything to do with that. So, good for us. And, uh, Ned, that's our news. All right, let's get to our one and only story of the day. Or, actually, here's there are two stories. Uh, so, be prepared for things to get really bad at the Supreme Court. So, according to the Daily Wire... Law enforcement cleared the area in front of the Supreme Court on Thursday due to a suspicious package near the courthouse. The Supreme Court of Police and the Capitol Police cleared protesters and other from the front of the courthouse and the sidewalk. On Thursday morning, the court released its highly anticipated opinion on the challenge to race-based admissions in university. We'll get to that tomorrow. We're, we're going to talk. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Broadly outlawing the practice known as affirmative action to schools receiving government funding. The U.S. Capitol Police gave the all-clear sign on Thursday afternoon announcing in a statement that that the suspicious package found outside the Supreme Court on Thursday morning had been dealt with. The suspicious pack, quote, the suspicious package, which we assisted with, is all clear. The roads around the area should reopen shortly. Have a safe day, said the Capitol Police. Yeah, there are some pissed off uh, leftists out there, and they're going to be more of this crap is going to happen. I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. Because the Supreme Court, they are steering us to sanity. And there were four judgments last week that came out that are really going to blow the left up. We're going to talk about one of them. And that one of them is going to be affirmative action. Uh, because affirmative action, as far as I'm concerned, is the biggest one they, they ruled on. And people are flipping out even today. So, first things first. Let's go to the Daily Wire and let's listen to what they said. Quote, the Supreme Court ruled against Harvard University and the University of North Carolina's affirmative action policy in a decision that will have profound effect on the admission processes at universities across the country. The court ruled that race-based admissions program at Harvard violated Title VI of the Civil Rights Act and the University of North Carolina violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Wow. The court voted 6-3 in the University of North Carolina case and 6-2 in the Harvard case. Justice Contenji Brown Jackson, a Harvard graduate and former Harvard board member, recused herself from the Harvard case. Okay, now to put this in place, this, was, this lawsuit was not brought up by white people. Okay, this case was brought up by Asians. And the reason is Asians were not getting into Harvard in North Carolina because even if they had great grades, they weren't getting in because they had to take in black people to meet whatever goals they needed to make. And the other thing to remember when it comes to affirmative action, this was meant to be temporary. In the 80s, when this was actually written, Sandra Day O'Connor said this was meant to be temporary. And this was brought up in the judgment. 
that this was only supposed to be something that lasted 10 years. It was not supposed to be something that lasted, you know, we're, we're going on 50 years now. So just remember that. Well, the justices, both the conservative and the, and the liberal judge, justices, really went after each other. And this was something I was shocked. So one guy who's kind of a coward is Chief Justice John Roberts. He had some things to say about this whole deal, even though he's still an asshole and he's still freaking cowered out on this. Let's look, this is what he said. Eliminating racial discrimination means eliminating all of it. Nothing in this opinion should be construed as prohibiting universities from considering an applicant's discussion on how race affected his or her life. There's the big one. So in other words, schools are still going to be able to discriminate as long as this guy wrote a nice long paragraph about how he's a victim. So he opened the door here. Expect more lawsuits. Continuing with what he said. Be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise, but despite the dissent's assertion to the contrary, the universities may not simply establish through application essays or other means the regime we hold unlawful today. He added, 20 years have passed since Grutter, with no end on race-based college admissions in sight. But the court has permitted race-based college admissions only within the confines, confines of narrow restrictions. Such admissions programs must comply with strict scrutiny, may never use race as a stereotype or negative, and must at some point end. So this is, this is a real big thing with the court. The court said this was supposed to be over, but there doesn't seem like there's any type of end in sight. Because here's the problem with diversity with these people. There is no end. We will never be not racist enough. Why? Because they follow the regimen of critical race theory. They follow that you can only be an anti-racist. If you're white, you're a racist, period. End of story. And you can never not be a racist. And then they go through that circular logic. If you are white and you're, you say, you follow CRT and you say you're a racist, you are, but you're being an anti-racist. Yet if you're white and you say, I'm not a racist, well, you're basically a racist because you're not admitting you're a racist. It's, it's, you can't, it can't win with that type of argument. But of course, the three liberal justices can't see that. They can't see that conflict, that circular argument that CRT puts in. And one who can't see it is Contenji Brown-Jackson, who, by the way, is a complete effing moron. Okay, This is what happens when you have a diversity hire. You have this moron who writes this. And basically, she writes as a CRT proponent. Let's read. With them eat, with let them eat cake obliviousness today. The ma- her calling anyone oblivious is amazing. Today, the majority pulls the ripcord and announces colored blindness for all by legal fiat. By deeming race irrelevant in law n- does not make it in so in life. And having detached itself from the country's actual past and present experiences, the court has now been lured into interfering with the crucial work at UNC and other institutions of higher learning 
are doing to solve America's real-world problems. No one benefits from ignorance. Although formal race-linked legal barriers are gone, race still matters to the lived experiences of all Americans in innumerable ways. And today's ruling makes things worse, not better. The best that we can the best that can be said of the majority's perspective is that it proceeds ostrich-like from the hope that preventing consideration of race will end racism. So in other words, what she's saying, she's admitting, and she's admitted more directly in her, her dissent, that there is discrimination at the colleges, but we must have that discrimination to eliminate racism. Now, of course, the big problem with her argument here is you are actually, the discrimination is not against white people, it's against people of color. And it is against white people. But people of color, the Asians in particular, and Asians, we're not talking just Asians like Japanese, Korean, or Chinese. We're talking Indian, too. India. These people are all being, being discriminated against so that black people can get in, and Hispanics to a small extent, but we gotta we gotta be careful with the Hispanics because Hispanics are being seen as white adjacent. So are Muslims, for that matter. We'll get into that tomorrow. But she's ignoring the fact that this was brought on by people of color, and this is typical. And in another thing, this is typical CRT crap. We must discriminate to end racism. Ibram X. Kendi said that in his book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. He said it. We must, because blacks can't be racist. Blacks can't discriminate because blacks don't have the power. And of course, the question is, well, when are blacks actually going to have the power? And this is what Robert said. When are blacks going to have the power? When is it? When is enough enough? She doesn't answer that question. Well, um, in one of the <laughs> most interesting things, interesting conflicts in the Supreme Court is Clarence Thomas. He was having none of this. I have a feeling that Clarence Tom Thomas and Kentenji Brown Jackson probably will not be going to lunch together because he tore her ass apart. Okay. Ra race, this is what he said. Racialism simply cannot be undone by a different and more racialism. Instead, the solution announced in the second founding is incorporated in our Constitution, that we are equal and should be treated equally before the law without regarding regard to our race. Only that promise can allow us to look past our different skin colors and identities and see each other for what we truly are, individuals with unique thoughts, perspectives, and goals, but with equal dignity and equal rights under the law. He's absolutely correct. We need to just get rid of race. And by the way, we had, up until 2008, when Barack Obama became the president and ran on racism, that man became president because he said, I'm black and you're a racist, com basically said this, I'm a racist country until you, you promote me to president. I mean, Michelle Obama said she wasn't proud of the country until Barack Obama became the uh, became the Democratic representative for president. But that's that's exactly what he's saying. we got to get back to that. Now, here's what uh, he said of Jackson. Quote, rather than focusing on individuals as individuals, 
Jackson's dissent focuses on the historical subjugation of black Americans, invoking statistical racial gaps to argue in favor of defining and categorizing individuals by their race. As she sees things, we are inexorably trapped in a fundamentally racist society that, with the original sin of slavery and the historical subjugation of black Americans still determining our lives today. The panacea she counsels is to unquestionably accede to the view of elite experts and reallocate society's riches by racial means as necessary to, quote, level the playing field, end quote, all as judged by racial merits. I strongly disagree. This is the problem that Jackson, Brown Jackson has. Brown Jackson is living in 1860, and she's living in 1950. She's living in the time of slavery. She's living in the time of Jim Crow. And she sees that nothing has changed since then. Nothing has changed since 1950. And that we must use race in order to battle race problems. And meanwhile, she skips the fact that we do have the 13th and 14th Amendment. And we were supposed to end this. And we did end it with the Civil Rights Act. It took 100 years, but we did end it with the Civil Rights Act. We did fight a civil war where uh, 700,000 Americans, uh, Americans, mostly white people, died to end slavery. But she sees it that nothing has changed. And he's saying, well, I mean, we do have a 13th and 14th Amendments. And reading that, this is not supposed to happen. So he continues, first, as stated above, any statistical gaps between the average wealth of black and white Americans is constitutionally irrelevant. I, of course, agree that our society is not and has never been colorblind. Uh, blah, blah, blah. People discriminate against one another for a whole host of reasons. But under the 14th Amendment, the law must disregard the racial distinctions. In other words, doesn't matter if you're black doesn't matter if you're white. Racism is racism. So unlike the uh, CRT narrative, you you can't sit there and, and not be racist against whites any more than you can you cannot be racist against blacks. A person can be racist against blacks and blacks can be racist against whites. He's pointing that out. Continuing, in a view of, const, of the Constitution in the eye of the law, there is this country, there is in this country no superior dominant ruling class of American citizens. There is no caste here. Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among our citizens. In respect to, that's absolutely correct, by the way. In, their, um, in respect to civil rights, all citizens are equal before the law. The humblest is the peer of the most powerful. We got to be careful with. Uh, citizens are equal before the law. That's what the Constitution says. That's not what's happening today. As a matter of fact, if you're a white, straight male, you're host. The law is not made for you. Daniel Penny in New York is living proof of that. The guy who sh who uh, who put a black a crazy black man on hold and the black man died, and it was up completely self defense. But now he's facing a conviction in New York and looking at 15 years. And why? Not because the guy died, but because he's white. That's what it comes down to. 
The humblest is the peer of the most powerful. The law regards man as man and takes no account of his surroundings, of his color, when his civil rights, as guaranteed by the supreme law of the land, are involved. So, he's doing this really weird thing. He's reading the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, and he's applying this to the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which basically says you cannot discriminate based on race. That's, that's all he's saying. Well, in this case, if you discriminate, if you take black people over white people, you're discriminating based on race. And by the way, we're not even talking black people over white people. If you take black people over Asians or Indians, other Indians, Indians, I mean, that's racist. If you take black people over Japanese Americans, Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, or Indian Americans, you're discriminating. That, that's what he's saying. Read the, the problem with Contenji Brown Jackson is that she really is living in the past and she just can't see past color, which means she probably shouldn't be a Supreme Court justice. And she's not even reading the Constitution. She's just making it up. Other things that, that he attacked Brown Jackson for. Um, he said no matter what, race will always be Jackson's go-to. We can never look beyond race, which is what I just said. Anything that negatively happens to one black person happens to all black people. In other words, she sees blacks as a group. She doesn't see it as individuals. So if a black man, let's say, gets shot by a white man, for whatever reason, that does happen. Then it happens a lot less than the opposite, but it does happen. Well, then it's because of racism against all blacks. And she can't get past that. He does say that this CRT BS ignores the cultural problems as to why blacks aren't getting into college. And we'll go a step further why they're not getting into college. How about this, why they're educate they're not benefiting from the education system? Why they're in jails more often, why they're in prison more often, committing more crime? Why they can't read? You're not Contenji Brown Jackson refuses to look at the actual cultural problems. I mean, even something as simple as why are black people far heavier and have more fat on their bodies? These are cultural problems. Why are they there? They don't want to talk about that. It ignores the accomplishments of black Americans. And I'm going to I'm going to cut out. You're going to have to go visit the website so you can look at at, at the rest of this because I'm not going to be able to get through all of this. But this is a big thing. Um Contenji Brown Jackson is a Supreme Court justice. Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice. Better yet, Clarence Thomas lived in the 1950s Jim Crow. Clarence in Georgia. Clarence Thomas's parents were day workers trying to survive. Clarence Thomas had to work his way up a la Abraham Lincoln, get his books, figure things out. He was not given all the opportunities that Contenji Brown Jackson, who was born in 1968, I think, 68 or 71, something like that. I think she's younger than I am. 
had to deal with. She didn't have to deal with Jim Crow. So she doesn't know what she's talking about. Clarence Thomas has seen systemic racism. Contenji Brown Jackson has not. For her, it's only a concept. For Clarence Thomas, it was a reality. And he compares back then, and he says it's really different. But she's ignoring the fact that there are blacks out there that have accomplished something. And she also is placing really low expectations on black people. That she's assuming blacks can't do anything because they're black. She also ignores the fact, or I'm sorry, let's just continue with the, the, the um, accomplishment, accomplishments of black people. Oprah Winfrey is one of the richest women in the world. She, I think she's the richest woman in the world, and she's in the top 10 wealthiest person in the world. Um, did she succeed? Contenji Brown Jackson, Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, Barack Obama, President of the United States? Are you saying we're still a racist country, even all these people are successful? And then the problem is there's this caste system they're trying to create. And whites all fall into the same group. So a white person who lives in Appalachia and grows potatoes, this is a part I'm not going to cover, but I'm going to cover it now, is still the oppressor. Meanwhile, Oprah Winfrey and LeBron James are the oppressed. They're the victims. Even though they're both worth, they're both billionaires. How does that make sense? He points this out. That's another thing he points out. That, okay, all white people are oppressors, all black people, according to her, are the oppressed. Well, what about the black people that did succeed? Are they still oppressed? Of course they're not. She couldn't answer that question. And of course, the way that he said, the way she wants to handle these disparities is through creating a caste system. Okay? Blacks at the top. I'm assuming LGBTQI plus poop emoji cult on the top. White straight people at the bottom. She's trying to create a caste system. And he said, no, that's that's not allowed in the Constitution. That is flat. That's what the 13th and 14th Amendment are about, is to end all of that. He hit it on the head. These two, he beat her like a dead horse. And by the way, We'll talk about it tomorrow. That wasn't the only one he beat up. I think it was Alito, or it was it could have been Alito or Thomas. There were another couple of rulings that these guys just tore apart. Uh, uh, Sonia Sotomayor and Sonia Sotomayor went so crazy as to actually lie or just show her stupidity. So. We'll talk a little bit about the leftist reaction. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, you probably nah. We're not going to talk about it. Just go to web, go to the website. Actually, we will bring up one thing. AOC. Okay, AOC. She has the typical response to the Supreme Court uh, to the Supreme Court ruling. And I do have from the View and every. And we're not going to do that because you know. Okay, it's getting old. But let's listen to. She said this on Sunday on State of the Union on CNN. 
and she's got the typical leftist response. So let's listen to what she thinks should happen now that the Supreme Court voted on something that she doesn't agree with. Because you know, well, come on, you already know. Okay, listen. Courts, if they were to proceed without any check on their power, without any balance on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and frankly dangerous authoritarian expansion of power in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and frankly stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. Th- this is, these are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous creep towards authoritarian and centralization of power in the court. In fact, we have members of the court themselves, with Justice Elena Kagan, saying that the court is beginning to assume the power of a legislature. Congress and will- right now, whether it is expansion of the court... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just yes. want to... How, how do you do that? How do you... Are you proposing a well, law or a bill? I, I, there's several ways. First, we have a Senate Judiciary Committee that is beginning the process of investigating the entanglements and conflicts of interest. Just one to two weeks before the student loan ruling, the country learned that Justice Samuel Alito was accepting gifts from billionaires who were lobbying against Supreme Court uh, forgive or that were lobbying before the Supreme Court against student loan forgiveness. Um, just you know, just weeks before we learned that that he was accepting gifts from them um, and travel and vacations from them before he decided to uh, vote and rule in their favor. And so I believe that if Justice, if Chief Justice Roberts will not come before Congress for an investigation voluntarily, I believe that we should be considering subpoenas. We should be considering investigations. We must pass pass much more binding and stringent ethics guidelines. Where we see members of Cong- uh, where we see members of the of the Supreme Court potentially breaking the law, as we saw in the refusal, you know, with Clarence Thomas to recuse himself uh, from cases implicating his wife in in January sixth. There also must be impeachment on the table. We have a broad level of tools to deal with misconduct, overreach, and abuse of power. And the Supreme Court has not been receiving the adequate oversight necessary in order to preserve their own legitimacy. And in the process, they themselves have been destroying the legitimacy of the court, which is profoundly dangerous for our entire democracy. This woman has got to be, and I'm going to really go off here. And so, you know, turn down the radio. I already told you I don't give a shit about my language. This broad has got to be the biggest effing fucking idiot I have ever heard. Um, There are no checks and balances with the Supreme... No, that's all there are, are checks and balances with the Supreme Court. That's what Congress is for. That's what the presidency is for. The Supreme Court can't make law. The Supreme Court, the reason the Supreme Court made these made these rulings is basically because the Supreme Court did make law with abortion, did make law with affirmative action. They did make laws. They're just reading the Constitution saying, you can't do that because it says it right here. That That's it. They're not making law. They're saying we're making, the the Congress and the President are making laws they can't do. And by the way, I'm sorry of the the star DICs. We keep hearing about that. 
Um, yeah, just because, you know what, what, uh, Stardiasis, I know I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, that's the, uh, rule that says you don't overrule precedent, okay? A lot of people, a lot of the, the dissenters said, well, this has been law for, this is precedent, this is been law for 50 years. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the precedent is correct. Roe versus Wade was a horrible precedent. It was just wrong. And that's why they kicked it down. And this Supreme Court doesn't seem to have a problem saying, okay, this was a bad law. This was a bad precedent. We're getting rid of that precedent. Jim Crow was precedent too. That should have fallen on the start of the IC, shouldn't it? Uh, but it didn't. So, okay, because it was overruled. It was bad precedents. So, bad precedents. And by the way, Jim Crow, I can't remember oh, I can't remember which one it was. Jim Crow was over 100 years b- before someone killed that precedence. So, 50 years, 40 years killing precedent, that's not bad. All right. But basically what she's saying to the gulags with them. Um, well, here's the problem. She needs to read the Constitution. This stupid bitch has never read the Constitution. There are checks and balances on the Supreme Court left and right. You want to make abortion the law of the land? Well, then add it to the Constitution. You can't just willy-nilly make up a law that's uh, where a state says, I don't want abortion, and you just make it up for the state. That's just not how it works. She needs to read the Constitution. And if she goes in there and she makes an amendment saying everybody can have abortions till the kid is one years old, I mean, that's fine. Do that. And once you do that, you're good. And then the Supreme Court has nothing to do with that. They only read what's in there. Yeah, they can't do that. But she just wants to investigate. And by the way, corruption, I agree with her. Corruption's bad. And we should try and get rid of all the corruption. You know what? Start with the Congress. Congress is the most corrupt thing out there. Start with her $30,000 dress she went to the, the gala thing. The ticket she didn't pay for. Let's start with AOC. Let's go to Ilhan Omar, who married her brother and gave millions of dollars to her boy, her husband. Let's start there. Let's talk about Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, Republicans do this too. It's not just Democrats. Let's talk about Nancy Pelosi, who has been somehow, has just cornered the stock market left and right. Let's talk about that. Because to be honest with you, you want you you want ethics? You need to start in the house. Clean your in-house first. Clean your house first. And by the way, you can't subpoena a Supreme Court justice. Supreme Court justice says ignores the subpoena. What are you gonna do? The Supreme Court, which is by the way the weakest body in politics, it is the weakest body, even today, it is the weakest body in politics. The Supreme Court, you can't do anything with them. There's a reason. Because they're supposed to remain neutral. You can't subpoena the Supreme Court. You can't do any of that stuff. You can't do an ethics probe on the Supreme Court. Not to mention, what are they going to investigate? Hey, you know what? All, All that crap with Alito. All that crap with Clarence Thomas that she mentioned in that... I know I'm really late today, but I don't care. I've, I've been gone. All that crap with Alito and Clarence Thomas that she's talking about, it's already been debunked. It was always seen as nothing. In other words, she's a lying piece of shit. 
all that stuff. Alito didn't get a $10 million trip to freaking Epstein Island. That didn't happen. He received like a little statue from somebody. This None of that stuff happened. Clarence Thomas had nothing to do with his wife's because his wife did not go to January 6th. She didn't organize January 6th. She's a conservative woman. She didn't believe January 6th was an overturning of the United States government, which it wasn't. She is pro-Trump. She does think the election is stolen. Guess what? She's allowed to think that. I don't agree with it, but she's allowed to think that. That doesn't mean she supported January 6th. So there's nothing to investigate. But it's to the gulags with these guys. That's what it comes down. There's, Of course, there's more calls to expand the Supreme Court. Yeah, that'll, that, that'll make it even. We'll stick uh, four more Sonia Sotomayor's and Contenji Brown Jackson's on the court so that they will overrule everything. And then they will become stronger than Congress. But I, I do want to point out, every time the Supreme Court makes a ruling, and by the way, this Supreme Court is not extreme. This Supreme Court has had more 9-0 verdicts than any Supreme Court in history so far. Contingy Brown-Jackson has voted with Clarence Thomas more often than not. Only on issues so extreme like this one does she go against them. So to sit back and say, I mean, they batted down just two weeks, uh, I think three weeks ago, they batted down a Biden environmental executive order. 9-0. They all said this is unconstitutional. And of course, the left threw an absolute hissy fit, but it was unconstitutional. So we'll talk about, in, in, in lesser detail, we'll talk about the other there were four other rulings of the Supreme Court last week that real three other rulings of the Supreme Court last week that were huge. And then I'll talk about them a little bit and maybe give you some reaction because one of them, uh, the K, the gal who wouldn't make a website for a gay wedding that by the way, um, proved that the guy didn't actually exist. It was just a LGBTQI plus poop emoji activist that made that crap up that guy never existed um she won her case but Sotomayor's dissent again it was the six to three which isn't a shock they've already ruled on this I don't know why they even took it up they said well, it's already ruled on and of course again it's out of Colorado um Sotomayor had a wonderful dissent just shows you how, God, these, these, she is so stupid. How does she become a Supreme Court justice? Well, she's Mexican. That's why. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. You can see I'm all fired up. I had a week and a half off. I'm pumped. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you had a great 4th of July. And you know what? Fuck all those people that hate the flag. Hang your flag up and be proud. Really, let's, let's go out and piss off some liberals. Hang your flag up. And you know what? Just like me. Don't take it down. Love you all. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass to Talking Politics.